All right, guys, we are back here with another Bachelor breakdown of our Bachelorette's season. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Emma. It's just the two of us today. Uh, Dusty is frolicking, doing his own Bachelor-style vacation out in Europe with his, uh, with his girlfriend, Katrina. Uh, we are very jealous. We wish uh, we were there with you, Dusty. But uh, listen, someone's got to keep this podcast going, so we're going to do the good work. So what's <laughs> up, Emma? You know, not much. Just out here... I guess enjoying not being in Paris. I guess, a little jealous is that possible? That I don't know. Dustin's out there. Hey, he. I'm watching all his Instagram stories and him butchering, speaking in French, and I'm, I'm glad he's oh having God. a good time. So, but we miss him and uh, look forward to having him back. But the last episode where he attempted his French accent that was just so far off, I think, was quite entertaining. I hope. I hope they're taking some French lessons while they're out there because he needed to work. I have on a it. vision of him going up to random people in Paris, and be like, "Oh, croissants," or something like that, and just getting shamed. And they're like, so "This is why we don't like that. Americans." Right here, this exact reason. <laughs> exactly, Dustin Kendrick. Everything that's wrong with America. Yes, yes. Well, I'm sure they're having a blast, but we have an episode to break down. So let's let's do just that. They uh, are on the ship still. This is uh, obviously becoming a theme, so they're going to stay on this ship for quite a while. And they are moving on up to Brussels, up the coast there. What do you think of the fact that this season is being filmed mostly on a boat? Like, as opposed to flying different places, they're just cruising around. I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, logistics-wise, obviously this is very helpful for the show. I mean, the amount of travel, just like the off days. I mean, I think they did film this season too in quite a bit less time than a traditional season just because normally, you know, when you're jet setting literally all around the world, like they're obviously doing a lot of close countries uh, Mm -hmm. that they can touch on this boat. So logistic wise, it's probably um, very, very convenient for them. I have to imagine that they're probably not actually, you know, we kind of spoke on this earlier, but they're not probably really being able to enjoy their experience on this cruise ship um, just because they <laughs> not a typical cruise ship. It's just for the crew. And uh, I do know that, you know, a lot of the uh, reason for this was with the whole COVID spike and mm-hmm. they're having a lot of, you know, positives. So they wanted to keep everyone kind of quarantined as much as possible. Getting a little bored of it, you know, obviously there's only so much scenery you can see and, you know, they keep showing the boat and yes, yeah. it's a majestic boat, but I, I, boat. I do miss kind of like the traditional, you know, jet setting here to a completely different land. And while these countries are all gorgeous and they're, you know, very beautiful and it's, it's a beautiful setting to kind of fall in love with, it's all kind of looking the same. But again, they had, it's, it's different. This whole season's different. So I don't mind it. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad thing. I wouldn't say like, I do like the fact that it's a slight change of scenery and it's not like. Because for the first half of it, sometimes they'll just be in L.A., right? Right. And doing stuff around L.A. So it's cool that we're getting to see stuff around Europe. It's convenient that all of those countries are so close to one another. So they get like this, oh, yeah, well, we were in France and now we're in Brussels and all of this like different juxtaposition of vacation locations. But really, it's just like we're on a carnival cruise ship that's empty virgin virgin get it right they've been oh apologies yes product placement the entire time it's (laughs) i think too this is like one of the first seasons they haven't done a u.s city um as a stop before they go international normally it's always la then go to you know in our seasons it was uh newport rhode island it was cleveland ohio and then they go international so this is the first time they haven't that i remember in a while that they haven't done that yeah i uh that, that was kind of interesting. I do like it. I also think that being trapped on a boat would be really not fun because you're in smaller quarters. Granted, I don't know what the bachelor mansion looks like on the inside. Like square footage wise, it might be more cramped, might be less cramped. 
You can go outside though. I don't know how like cabin fever I feel might be an issue for these guys. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And especially with this season, the mansion, they were for sure crammed in there and not enough space. So Mm-hmm. Nice change of scenery. Group dates coming on. This is the, the beginning of the episode, the Logan show. You know, we had the uh, oh my god, kind of that cliffhanger ending, or not really cliffhanger ha- ending because we know he got the rose, but knew that a big talk was coming up, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. Rachel was going to have to go through another semi rejection here, if you will. And listen, I actually, again, I I know that everyone has opinions on Logan and you know possibly things outside of the show just speaking purely on the show and how he's handling the situation I actually think he did a very good job I think he was very respectful to Rachel you know doing it yes it would have been nice for him to not have to accept a rose from her previous ceremony but again just logistics wise and probably how production wanted you know, or needed this to kind of go that that wasn't possible. So listen, before the group date, he realizes he can't waste any more of her time. He can't be, you know, falsely be there for, you know, incorrect reasons. And he was a man about it, went, spoke, was very honest, uh, was very respectful. And I don't know how else he could have done that situation better. Again, if you look at what the situation he kind of put himself into, going back to when he did, you know, listen, he kissed both girls. He, he had a quick connection with both of them. And mm-hmm. ultimately, he was more into another one. And then he just was along for the ride because he he's not the bachelor. He's not making the decisions. You know, these women are making the decisions who they're going to give the roses to. I think he did everything he could. What, what do you think? So I, in my mind, see like a little producer on his shoulder being like, well, didn't you have a really nice connection with Rachel? I mean, yeah, like she's great. So like, why don't you pursue her? And then being like, oh, actually... Didn't you have a nice connection with Gabby? Do you miss Gabby? Yeah. I feel like, what if Gabby's thinking about you? Are you thinking about Gabby? And kind of was able to like pull that along. So I think he, there's probably some element of him getting played in this. And I do think he did a good job of like handling that really, really awkward conversation because yeah. there's no way to have that conversation well. Like no one, you don't feel good having that conversation. I think he handled it as well as he could. But ultimately, like, I think that the impacts of that kind of resound across both groups of men. And we go into now Rachel doesn't want to do her group date and she cancels it. And that has an impact directly on four other guys. So what is your take on the canceling of the group date? Yeah, I'll get into that. Actually, you just bring up a good point. Just thinking about, I bet you totally, you know, as production's probably planning this season out and kind of scripting certain possible storylines they would like to see kind of develop. I think it's a very, yeah, high high chance that you're probably like, all right, let's kind of keep an eye out for a guy that has an initial quick connection with both of them. Both of the women are equally into him. Let's, okay, once we find that, let's possibly set this up for a good storyline moving down the line. And like you said, I could totally see, you know, they push him towards one and then, well, mm-hmm. they know that he did have an interest in the other. Let's push him towards the other. Obviously that part's hidden. It's not shown. It's behind the scenes. But he's I, the perfect like drama piece because of yeah. course in having two bachelorettes pitted against one another, you're going to want to like set this up somehow kind of, Oh, someone wants to be with the other one. Yeah. <gasps> Gasp, that had, that storyline this coming had, had to happen. I'm surprised almost it, it, it was just with one guy here in, instead of multiple. But anyways, to uh, get to your question here, what was your question again? <laughs> <laughs> the canceling of the group date. What did you think about the group date? getting canceled. So all of these men are sitting there waiting for Rachel to show up. And then 
Jesse Palmer shows up and he's like, sorry, guys, back to the boat. Yeah, listen, no one can judge or no no one can judge Rachel for doing what she felt like she needed to do or what she wanted to do. I guess I'll just speak on maybe why she should have. You know, listen, I get that it's it probably is again that rejection over and over. It can't be easy for anybody. So you can understand why she probably wasn't feeling up to it or 100% excited for, you know, that group day portion. Like, you know, I've, I had cases where I was just like, not feeling it today. Like I, this is just not what I want to do. Like, I don't want to be the bachelor today. Let's go watch football or something. Like I, I need a break, but mm-hmm. you know, you kind of push yourself to do it. And I, I think ultimately, and you see later on in the episode, you know, with, with Tino, he comes to mind. Yes. Okay. This guy, he, uh, Logan, essentially said he wants to go pursue someone else. That sucks. Your pride's going to be hurt naturally. But mm-hmm. you still have guys like we, she does have, yes, this whole theme of rejection and Rachel has been played out probably too much right now. But mm-hmm. ultimately she still has guys that she's into and are into, she and are into are her. Obsessed with her, who are there for her, who are putting off their own lives, who are, aren't seeing their families, who have taken time off of work, all of these things. Because they see a future with Rachel. Exactly. And or so, because they want Instagram followers. But we're going to go with because they see a future with Rachel. Let's go with that. And I, I you know, it's, you want to see her, you know, in that moment. Okay, let's let's get past this, forget about it, and let's just go and use it, honestly, as, as a, like a way to kind of move on from, from that moment even quicker. And because and the fact that you don't get very much time at all, and especially now, like in these international cities, and it, th- this is the part of the show that, me going on, I, I looked forward to, you know, not knowing how it actually would ever go, obviously, but I was like, man, it just seems so awesome. I'm like, imagine going to some far off land, some beautifully quaint romantic village or town and getting to do something that you never get to do in, in real life and taking advantage of those opportunities and getting to know someone like that's to me, what was part of the magic of going on the show. And so that's a moment that now is essentially it was, it was thrown out. So you, you hope that she could have kind of gotten it together there for for the group date. But you also have to understand, you know, if she says she can, she can't. And obviously she had that talk with Gabby. It was cool. Gabby coming straight to her before she gave an answer to Logan. Listen, how's Rachel doing? I'm going to check in with her. That, you know, just shows so much respect there. And obviously they do have a friendship. So I, I thought that was cool. You know, Rachel obviously was still, have, you know, taking it tough, understandably. So wanted to get it together for the for the evening portion, which she ended up doing. I thought it was interesting that they had that com- the way that they had that conversation too, and how Rachel was like, "Well, don't think about me at all if you can." And it's like, it, how do you not in this situation? Like she's literally set up to think about how this might impact you. So totally. I hope that it. When Rachel was saying that she didn't have any reserve behind that. Cause I know that there are sometimes where you're like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Thank you. But thanks for thinking about me. And you're not totally fine. I've been there. I've said that. And then it kind of festers a little bit. So I hope that that doesn't become a problem for them further down the line because like at least their friendship is something positive that has come out of this entire endeavor, irrespective of if they find love. Very true. And and I don't think it, I don't think it will if I had a bet, but yeah, and I think it was cool, you know, Gabby even explained to Logan for their conversation kind of what I think I was referring to our last episode. Gabby was into this guy. Like she definitely was into him. And I think she really only because Rachel was going through a tough moment, she was being like, you know, a really solid just homegirl friend there and like, listen, I'm it's not worth it. I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to fight over this like if this, you know, the first, you know, first one-on-one went poorly and everything, let's 
you know, let's let's give you a win here. So you definitely see that Rachel, or uh, sorry, that Gabby definitely did have interest in Logan, and you know, ultimately, mm-hmm. I think was excited. If I had to bet that that he did come back to her, and I think at that moment, still Logan was higher up on Gabby's list than even a couple of the guys that was in Gabby's camp to start with for mm-hmm. that week. I would agree, and I think that we see that play out at the end of the episode, but. One of the things that I wanted to rack your brain on is Rachel has this ITM and she says, I don't think Logan is trustworthy. And then says a couple other things and says, at the end of the day, I'm going to support her, Gabby, no matter what, but I hope Gabby sends Logan home. Do you think that that came from a place of feeling hurt? Or do you think that this is a genuine unease that she feels about Logan as a person? I think it was just, it was her being hurt. And you have to understand that because I think, you know, up until the point where he kind of broke the poor news, she seemed like she had that glow in her eyes, that, that glitter. When Exactly. When, when that he, was my thing. I was like, y- you're not opposed to him, right? Like you weren't opposed to him until you found out that he wasn't here for you. Exactly. So I can see how like maybe that would undermine some of the trust aspects of it. But at the same time, I don't know if that is a character defining thing. No. And listen, I, again, I know there's been stuff said about him outside of the show. So I'm only speaking on this, but mm-hmm. with, yeah, she was all about it until he broke the news. He broke the news. Just <laughs> all you could do very honestly, everything and everything he was saying also made a ton of sense. If you were in that position, you could totally understand. Shoot. Like, okay, well, I, I don't have a choice to say, Hey, can I not take your rose? Can I take, you know, Gabby's? And I guess, I guess he could have technically, he could have said no, but no, I, I think it was just her kind of being hurt and kind of lashing out in that way. I don't think Logan's really done anything on the show yet to truly show untrustworthiness characteristics. I would also like to say that the the important word there is yet because we we can see this going downhill pretty quickly for Logan just based on the preview that we've seen and yeah. what we know kind of externally. I'm just going to emphasize the word yet. Does something there. does something come up? I'm curious. Like maybe you know from like just research or something. Does something come up from outside of the show that's brought up to the production and to the girls from, you know, like these TikToks you've been talking about? I doubt that it has anything to do with like external stuff. All I know is from that teaser that you see, like at the end of the episode, there's the teaser where Jesse is like, so something happened with Logan. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. Right. And then she's like, you have to pack your bags. So something's about to blow up. Something is about to go really wrong. And he says, you have to pack your bags. But also, we don't know if that's him talking to Logan. We can presume that it is. We can assume that it is. But they also could just be like leading us in the wrong direction on purpose. So something is about to go down. We're not sure exactly what it is. We do have the clip that says something happened with Logan. It'll be interesting to find out what that is because there's a lot of dirt on him external to the show. And I wonder if any of that bleeds in or if it's some dirt that he... Men's, like manages to make happen for himself within the confines of the show. We we'll, don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know about women, but I think I'm pretty sure some guys have been pulled from the show because of external stuff coming in. You know, usually it's really early on mm-hmm. in the season, but who knows? Well, I guess we will see. It's a wedding. I mean, the appetite. producers are usually pretty good about like combing through your background and finding stuff. Yeah. And then in the instances where they don't find those things or they don't pull those contestants, we see them turn into really big 
issues, like with Rachel Carconnell and the sorority like yeah, scandal yeah. where they had the antebellum themed event. That's something that maybe they would have pulled her earlier, but like now she's really happy with Matt and they were able to work through all of those things. So it's kind of good that they didn't pull her and exactly. then it forced Bachelor Nation to have a conversation that they've been putting off for a really long time. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I am intrigued to get to know what happens because I have a lot of ideas about what they might find out about Logan, just given what I've seen online. Just brainstorming here. Imagine if now he goes, you know what? I'm actually more into Rachel. I think I'm going to go back and see if Rachel will give me a rose. And then it's just like, no, no, man. I just needed one more kiss to know. You got got to pack your bags. Who knows? We'll see. It's exciting. It's a good cliffhanger. He jumps back and forth for the rest of the season, just ping-ponging between the girls. Literally jumping ship. No pun intended. (laughs) But, um... There we go. So we go into the night portion of what would have been in the group date. And as now, they are still doing, like, the evening aspects of it. So we get to see Rachel interact with her men a bit. And we have this conversation between Rachel and Tino that you were uh, referencing earlier about how he was like, I felt kind of hurt that you didn't show up in that situation because I've tried my best to show up for you. I think that's fair. I totally think that's fair. And that's kind of why, you know, my thought process was the way it was in regards to, you know, wishing Rachel could have still done the date portion of the date, just because the message that, that ultimately is going to send to, to the, to the men, it's just, it, there's no way it's not going to send that. And when you're in early stages of a relationship, yes, you have confidence and you feel good about it. And, you know, especially Tino, you can tell why he has a lot of confidence in the relationship. They seem great together. They have amazing chemistry. And then that's a hit though on that, you know, it's a, feel that, have a great one-on-one the week prior. And then because another guy leaves, which ultimately is not a bad thing if you're trying to find love with that, but like, that's a great thing, actually. You should celebrate that. Like it's one, one step closer to it just being the two of us, right? That's at least my perspective. You can totally understand Tino's side. And, and I think Rachel immediately too, she's like, no, well, I don't want you to get in your head about this. And she immediately rushed to to like calm any of those fears and any of those mm-hmm. nerves, which, um, you know, I think she did a really good job of doing. And I think almost in that moment, in that conversation, she was like, shoot, I should have gone. Like if I could take this back, knowing how Tino is feeling, I'd be there. I would have sucked it up. I would have been there for Tino. I think that it's, you don't know necessarily how that might impact making those decisions. And I can only imagine how horrible she is feeling in that because she's already having to suffer through being one of two bachelorettes, being the bachelorette who's having the harder time right now and having a lot of men reject her quite publicly. I can see that being really, really challenging. And I think that she kind of got lost in that. And then Tino really helped her kind of pull her head up and be like, oh, you're right. I still have these incredible men who really, really care about me Mm -hmm. and I need to invest myself in them in order for this experience to end up being worth it. Because if not, you've just like put yourself through the freaking ringer for absolutely no reason. True, true. You know what too? I think, I do believe that that Tino, like no one's catching up to Tino in in my mind. I I just, I don't see it. I agree. In every episode, it's, it's even more and more of a disparity there. But I almost wonder, like, I feel like... This was kind of all this drama surrounding Rachel with rejection and all that needed to happen just because of Tino, because of the fact that really no one else is is kind of keeping up in this kind of race for her heart. And that can't be the case, right, for a TV show. You, I think if you compare it to Gabby right now, I really don't know. I really don't. Like, I, I'm not spoiled. I don't yeah. know who Gabby's 
really the number one for sure inner heart guy is who's leading that race. I don't. In Rachel's, I want to believe I do. And so I think this is helping Rachel's storyline with the drama of, you know, putting so much attention on these guys that keep leaving just because she's so solid in who she actually does want. It's a distraction. I would agree. I think that you guys have said this before. The ladies from She's All Batch said that. I think that it's a ruse, right? It's a, if you do the like big gesture over here, the magic trick is happening right, right. here. Right. So it's making it out to seem like, oh, all of this is going on. I think it's obvious to everyone involved that Tino is really crushing it. Yeah. And no doubt. And I and think they, if we got to see more of that, we would know more that he is going to walk out of here as a fiance. Yeah. They're holding, I feel like they're holding Tino back right now. Like, they're, key, they're still holding that the race is going and they're holding them back, like giving everyone else a head start. And then you see like hometowns moving forward. I think you're going to see Tino just, it's going to be the Tino and Rachel show and really see that relationship really turn into something special and something deep there. So he ends up getting the group date rose. The only other thing that I took a note on was Zach and Rachel screaming over the edge of the ship. And yeah. then I was on Reddit and I found out that Zach's uncle is Patrick Warburton, which is the guy who voices Kronk from like the Emperor's New Groove. No way. And, yeah, right. And so now I can kind of hear it. And someone was like, the rose from Rachel? Rachel's rose. The rose. So That's the whole funny. Cusco's poison bit. <laughs> I thought that was good. Okay. So now I'm not going to be able to forget that. And every time I see Zach, I see Mateo. I, I can't unsee it now. I was watching with Clay and with Gio last night. And and uh, who and the clay's like, isn't that that guy looks like the guy from yours, Mateo? I'm like, yeah, it, we've been saying it the entire time. I just they're they're like twins, mm -hmm. spitting image. All right, Gabby's group date. I don't really know what the tagline for this date is. I didn't really have Mouth a theme. Mouthful of whipped cream. Yeah, that was an interesting moment. Uh, there have been some really good memes on Instagram of like. Rachel, I'm having the worst experience of my life, Gabby. And then it's Gabby with like the mouth full of whipped cream. <laughs> Just taking it straight from the machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, she's, I mean, yeah, she, again, the, I don't, she's having obviously killer dates, a ton of fun on all these dates, very low drama. And it seems like she's got connections with everyone. It, it really does. It's going to flip. I it's mean, good. she's having the normal bachelorette season, if you will, yeah. where it's all going well and then everything's going to go horribly, horribly wrong. Yes. Versus I think that Rachel's getting the inverse of everything bad is happening at the top and then she's just going to fall madly in love with Tino. Yes. And and just like kind of cruise out there like into the sunset at the end. I, I definitely agree. Mm -hmm. But they had a fun day. Yeah, they're doing mouthfuls of whipped cream. They're doing a bucket of fish, getting slapped in the face, playing rock, rock paper, scissors. That was an interesting rendition of rock, paper, scissors, I have to say. It was like rock, paper, gets smacked in the face with a fish. I know, right? That's how they do it in Belgium, I guess. But I love, <laughs> Gabby's just, she's so, her goofiness is, is I, they got to find, I think she truly, I keep saying it, but she's such a great bachelorette in my opinion. And she's just so entertaining and just so mm -hmm. fun to watch. Like the uh, little, at the, you know, they, they do those little videos at the end of the episode, like uh, behind the scenes, like funny montage. Like with her and the guy just like going in for like the kiss at the end. Like just yeah, everything she does is hilarious and just so entertaining. And she's a hoot. She is a really great personality for this type of thing. She's I think made that for she this, is 100%. able to, yeah, she can carry those moments where yeah. it's just her. And she is able to make everyone in the space feel welcome and comfortable, which I think is a huge 
thing for a lead in any situation, but especially sure. in one like this where people are attempting to be emotionally vulnerable. So, and then Nate even says, we feel like we all got a decent amount of time, which I think is kind of that result of the two bachelorette setup that we talked about. Do you think that they would have such strong relationships this far in if there were still 18 people pursuing one of them? No, not at all. Definitely you're seeing that benefit start to play out. It's funny though, you're, you're, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but yes, with the whole group date stuff, it's a lot smaller dates now. And it's like, that's a, that's, that's huge. Being able to, you know, have five guys, six guys, instead of nine guys, 10 guys, it's just, it makes up, it, it makes a difference. It definitely does. So I, I, I could see what Nate's saying there. One thing though, that I, I don't think I'm liking from this two bachelorettes thing is on the one-on-ones though, I felt like these one-on-ones were the most rushed one-on-ones I have ever seen on the history of the show. I learned nothing. It was like, I it was nothing about Avon. Day portion and I learned tonight portion. And it's Johnny. like, wait, hold on. I just like, I, I just checked something on my phone real quick. The date's already over. Like it was, and again, it's because they, they only have so much time. They got two hours of an episode here, what, hour and a half after commercials. But it's, yeah, that part, I don't like how it's seeming a little rushed. Granted, that probably will go away now as less guys are there, you know, less and less guys just, are there, but still. We spent so much time talking about the Logan issue and there were so many like videos of him moving his stuff. Yeah. Like there was at least 90 seconds of video, like just B-roll of Logan putting his stuff in a suitcase, walking from one side of the ship to the other side of the ship. Yep. Could we not have like heard something about Avon? Does he have any siblings? Does he have yeah. any trauma that he shared? Do we like? He did. We he had. Nothing. You know, he, he did get a little bit into it with his mom, and I, I thought it was a cute gesture, given the bracelet. Yeah. That that was that was cute, but still, it just it to me it felt. I, I don't I don't have any like I feel like Avon has the potential for sure, but I don't feel anything for Avon right now. Like, and I and I feel Mm-mm. I remember thinking like this is odd. Like I don't feel anything for a contestant on a later group on a later one on one in a nice you know international city, but it was just because it was skimmed over so quickly and. I don't know why. I, I, I know why because it, it's just time, but it's just unfortunate, I guess. Yeah. It, I feel like we're missing out on the development of the relationships. Yeah. The reason I like watching Love Island is because it's so much content. So you really get to like see who these people are because they're putting out five episodes a week. So you're getting oh, wow. hours and hours of these people's interactions. So you get to make more accurate, I think, determinations about how they're feeling or how they're thinking. In this, it's always been, obviously, production can kind of string you along one way or make you think one thing or the other. I'm not able to form any opinion off of these conversations because they're so, so brief and briefer than they have been in previous seasons. And they've already been, like, you've seen my guesses for people who are going to win. I rarely get it right. Hmm. So I feel like they're not even giving us a chance to really figure it out. You went from the beginning of just the dinner portion with, with Avon and Rachel to her giving the rose, it was like, I've never seen one that short. That was, it was mm-hmm. ridiculous. So then Gabby, her guys talk about Logan joining and they're like, he ends up coming over to that side. I want to know how far of a commute it is across the ship. Like right. how like segregated they have them yep. or like how apart they are. Yeah. On one on each side of the ship. Who knows? Maybe it's like a, a Jack Dawson rose uh, from Titanic. Everyone's separated in, you know, the different different chambers, different quarters. Who knows? They uh, spent a lot of time on that. Then we finally get to Gabby's one-on-one. Yes. 
which I think is the best one-on-one date I've ever seen. And I've never been so freaking jealous of a date in my entire life. I love beer. Big beer fan. They're literally sampling beer in Belgium at a brewery and then get to like take a cute little beer bath together. And like, of course they do the whole bachelor, like, oh, well, why not a massage? Because that seems like a thing that people do on their first dates. Right. Again, again, this guys. This looked incredible. Again, imagine there's no cameras here. <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying. No, the, the date definitely seemed awesome. Just very fun. I, you know, I like Johnny. He's got, he's got a, a really interesting energy about him. He's funny. Yes. He seems kind of like, she was like, he's macho. I was like, I guess I didn't get macho initially just because he does like play kind of goofy to the camera, but I like him. Yeah. No, I definitely like Johnny. I like, I, it was funny how you can see someone's person. I think Johnny was a perfect example of seeing someone's personality really differ and kind of come out from a one-on-one versus like a group being like in, mm-hmm. a, in that kind of setting. You definitely saw Johnny take advantage of it. He was, you know, he was putting himself out there. He was outgoing. He was going for it. You know, I definitely think Gabby noticed that. He, he, I think he killed it, you know, for his, his one-on-one. And, um, you know, they had a nice cocktail portion there. I think as, as the viewer, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this right here is what I didn't like about being on the show. Like this kind of conversation, just like, it, I'm sorry, it's not the typical like first kind of conversation you're going to have with someone that you're oh, like God, into, no. you're flirting with. Like it just, that's what I don't like or what I didn't like me and myself about the kind of conversations on the show. It just... I would like it's rather, not natural. Yeah, it's, I it mean, it's your natural. first date, right? It's your first one-on-one time with this person. And yeah. I can see like, yeah, maybe on a first date, you go to the beach or something and they put sunscreen on your back. So yeah, there is that kind of like maybe similarity with the massaging thing that they were doing. But then the evening portion, on a first date, you're never like, hey, so like what are the logistics of us spending the rest of our lives together? Yeah. That's not a first date conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's why... I think about this show and think about how I've been on amazing first dates. And then the second date sucks. It's like, oh yeah, this person flop, total flop. Right. But you don't know that in this situation. You're only getting that one dose and it's such a contrived conversation of, okay, it was really fun that we like joked around and I found out that you have a dog. Um, Now let's talk about how we're going to live together for the next 40 years or anything like that. Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I respect, you know, the conversation they were having and what it was about, but it just, it seemed to like, not the moment, like necessarily, like just maybe a little bit farther mm-hmm. on. I don't know. It just, that's what stuck out to me from, uh, from the dinner portion. But listen, they got, you got the bros. I definitely like them mm-hmm. together. I like Johnny's energy. I like what he brought on the one-on-one. brings us into the rose ceremony yeah because the cocktail party like the cocktail party was maybe the most boring part oh sorry yeah. of the episode cocktail no, first see, yeah. like, literally my only note is pretty boring because nothing happened so yes the rose ceremony then happens next they're on the pool deck again which mm-hmm. is just like all right cool this is what we're going with what do you think about that setup had they done that was that the last ceremony yeah as well? the last ceremony too and like they're wearing the women are wearing like these shawls you're right it's cold out there yeah. it's the middle of the night presumably they're on a boat so it's probably kind of windy mm-hmm. out there right and they're just on a pool deck yeah i, I thought it looked familiar but I, I guess different angles i was kind of like is that the same yeah getting to the rose ceremony obviously the drama is going to be is gabby going to give the rose 
to Logan. Now, obviously, guys have opinions. They don't think it's right. They don't think it's right. But ultimately, <laughs> whatever Gabby wants is right. That's that's just the name mm-hmm. of the game. And the other thing that I was thinking is like, so yes, the guys can be upset that she's bringing in another guy and that might have them question the relationships that they have with her. But at the same time, at this point in the process, under any normal circumstances, there would be double the guys. So like, yeah, I get that you're a little sensitive and a little bit hurt about the fact that a new guy's coming in. There's still like seven of you. Yeah, they they don't quite realize how good they have it because literally yeah, the competition has been cut in half for where they're at in this whole experience. So yes, you bring up a great point. Obviously, they don't realize that living it in the moment. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, and it still sucks. I don't mean to invalidate that it sucks. Sure, but also like you signed up for this show, right? Yeah, this is just that's just part of it. Ultimately, again, I say it a, t- a million times. It, you don't want someone that doesn't want you, right? So it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if they bring a hundred people in. It's if you have a connection, you got to be confident in that connection and feel good about it. You know, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Eric, uh, or Eric, as people have been saying, which I think is hilarious, he is like, I don't know, or I don't need to be here for eight more weeks just to see what happens. This is a waste of time, like regarding the whole Logan situation. I was like, what What did you think this was when you signed up for casting for The Bachelorette? What exactly did you think this process would look like? Because that's quite literally what you're doing. There is a high chance, actually, statistically, you're not going to leave with her. There are a lot of guys. So I don't know what your thinking is of being like, this is a waste of my time or it's now six guys and me. And it's like, yeah, no fuck. Yeah, no, listen, I I get it. But again, I think it just comes back to, they actually are really benefiting from this, from the two, less competition. It's split up. That's just, that's what they signed up for. It's the name of the game. Drama ensues. Logan gets the rose. What's your take? Logan gets the last rose. I knew that was coming. I, I didn't see a connection with uh, one of the guys. Mario was, he was the first impression rose. He was the first impression rose. I I guess I'm shocked by that because I don't think I really saw some anything, I guess, after that night. from the, Did you? Like from the mansion? Not particularly. I mean, I think that, again, you can have a, you can really stand out on one night. You can yeah. do really well one night and then fade into the background. And that's the problem with trying to find your person out of 30 people in a very short time frame is you're going to say goodbye to good people. Yeah. And I think that Mario really was able to wow her and then kind of fell to the back of the pack. Right, right. Yeah, I guess, you know, I've heard theories all about the first impression rose and how it can be a blessing, it can be a curse. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes if you get it, if you get it, you know, obviously it's the first one, it's you, sometimes you can kind of- a target on your back. It's a target on your back and you can kind of relax a little bit because, you know, maybe a false sense of confidence. Oh, like, look, she obviously mm-hmm. is feeling this, but um, yeah, I just I don't, don't really- try. She already shows that she she cares about me and I've already stood out to her. Yeah, it well, could be a slippery stand slope. out enough. Yeah, so Michael, Mario, they leave, Logan stays. But I, I think that was- I think no one was kind of surprised by that. She obviously, she feels something for Logan. Who knows uh, into this next episode how much longer he stays, you know, if something truly does blow up with him. But, you know, I, I, see, I see it with, with honestly, I would still say I see Logan and Gabby's connection. Honestly, I would, I would give it at least top four right now. I would. Mm-hmm. I think even a couple other guys, you know, could go before Logan goes and it wouldn't be that big of a shocker. So... This next week's. I would be say good. the only person I would put ahead of him, like confidently right now, I would say is Nate, and that's just because Nate has done like so well. He got the group date rose. Like he really is consistently standing out to Gabby. Totally. And I think that 
that is hard to keep up with when you haven't been there for several weeks. So now we'll get to see how Logan fares against his direct competition. But given what we've seen from the previews, I'm going to say it doesn't go well. Yeah, I honestly, I would just say, I would say Nate and then, I, what's his name again? The one from the uh, one-on-one last week. He was a little Jason. more quiet. Jason. Jason and Nate are my two front runners right now for Gabby if mm-hmm. I had to pick. And I, yeah, I going into this week, I could, I could put Logan either three or four, you know, after them. So, but a lot can change in oh, one yeah. week. We saw goodbye. We said goodbye to uh, Meatball. That was Meatball. a little devastating. Love that guy. Seems like a great guy. I am hopeful that he goes to paradise because oh, sure. I think that he deserves that sort of arc as a kid. They didn't even give him a freaking name. Like the least you could do is send the dude to paradise. Like you, <laughs> you took his name away and you called him Meatball for several months of his life. Hey, and now Meatball that's his branding. Sponsorships though are about to flood into that boy's inbox. I'm telling you. Hey, honestly, if that's what he walks away with, that's a pretty big win. Yeah. The last thing that I want to highlight from this episode, well, actually, two things. So there was another commercial, which was, did you find out you're dating your cousin? Sign up for The Bachelor. Uh, I actually saw this commercial. Uh, This was the first time I watched it live, part of the episode live. And I saw that commercial and I was like, this is what they're referring to. Yeah, it's a it's a whole new uh, recruiting tool or uh, campaign that I don't know. I know we have not seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Curious to see what kind of contestants we get in the future. <laughs> Guys that are just dating their cousin. to devolve. <laughs> like, what? What are you trying to attract over here? But they're switching it up. They're keeping it different. And then the last thing I've got is in the montage of what we can expect from next week. Yeah. There's a line. I don't know who says it. I missed it. But it says, Tino is acting like a baby back bitch. And that is hilarious. I've never heard that that phrase, but it, it, it gets I. me kind of hungry <laughs> for some ribs. But I want it rolls off the tongue, right? I'm, I may Baby start. Hopefully, bitch. I don't say that a lot, but yeah, <laughs> they put that into the <laughs> vocabulary. Yeah, I'm curious to uh, to see who that is talking about Tina that way. Let the drama ensue. Let the drama ensue. So I, I guess with that, we we get to wait for another dramatic night in what might be. The most dramatic season yet. Truly. Go, they're going to Amsterdam. And Amsterdam was, we got to go there on Hannah's season. That's a, just, what a city. What a, I've been there many times just outside of the show too, just for work, for pleasure. And I love that city. And I'm excited to see what they do. Then I, I'm, you, you saw a lot of the uh, tropical, I don't know where they're going yet, but you would think that yeah. would probably be after, I would assume that's after Hometowns, the tropical beach vibes. You saw mm-hmm. a lot of clips from that kind of setting. I'm assuming that's where, you know, Fantasy Suites, possibly even the finale takes place there. But I'm excited to see that destination as well. Yeah. They said that there are two weeks or two episodes. Or what did Rachel say? She said that there are two weeks between now and hometowns. So I'm assuming that'll mean we have two more episodes before we go to hometowns, which does feel like a shorter season overall. It feels like this process has been even more expedited. But my bet is that they're going to go from the cruise ship back to America to do hometowns. And then from there, they'll jet set wherever they're going to this tropical place. And then we'll, we'll say goodbye to The Bachelor on, on deck. That's kind of sad. I know. It's coming to an end. But we still got <laughs> one week. So we'll enjoy it. It's been a good recap. Excited to see what happens next. And drama's just getting started. We got some things brewing. 
And uh, hopefully we get Dusty back soon to uh, give us his insight. Can't wait. All right. It's been real. Bachelor is in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music. Our producer is Emma Martins, and our executive producer is Red Yoakum. Our audio engineer is Enrique Inahosa. Subscribe and like or review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. Got questions for us about the show, life, or really whatever? DM at Bachelors in the City Podcast on Instagram for a chance to be a featured third roommate. We'll catch you next time.